And we have, for your delectation, uh, the writer Peter Morgan, director Stephen Daldry. And executive producer Suzanne Mackey. Peter Morgan, if we could start with you and start with where this project came from. It's very inception. Um, so uh, a few years ago, well, uh, too many years ago, I wrote um, The Deal with, Tony, you know, the story about Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. And then um, people like, one or two people quite liked it, and they, they want, then wanted me to do, uh, at the, at Suzanne's partner and boss, uh, a slippery individual called Andy Harris. <laughs> uh, uh, that I'm sure, uh, uh, I, I was looking for the appropriate. Uh, and he then said, why don't you do it but with, will you do the same again, but with the Queen, or no, with the murder of Diana? And then, so I tried to write that and it was, it was preposterous. And he said, but whatever you do, don't put Tony, I said, I want to put Tony Blair in. They said, don't put Tony Blair in. And, uh, but then I did, and it, it, we made The yeah. Queen with Helen Mirren. And, um, and I so enjoyed writing the bits between the Prime Minister and the Queen. Not about the Queen. I, I, I don't really like writing about the Queen on her own. I like writing about her in conjunction with Prime Ministers. And um, because it's sort of about our, who we are and how we're made up and what we're about. And... Uh, and then I thought I'd quite like to write some more Prime Ministers, so I wrote the play, and then when I wrote the play, the, the scene that I most enjoyed writing was the one between Churchill and her. So that's where it came from. I then wrote a, a, a sort of a film version, but then we thought it might work better as telly. And was there ever any question, I mean, this is two series, is that 20 hours you were committing yourself to? No, 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 I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have survived that. I, I, uh, I thought I was just writing two episodes, and, <laughs> and, and, and then... We went to America to try and see if anybody wanted to co-produce or, or do it or whatever it is, and Netflix said we'd like two seasons, uh, which took us aback a bit. And then, you know, then I started writing. This is the first... You've just seen the first two episodes of season one, and we're filming season two at the moment. And, Stephen, first of all, can you tell us which episodes you've directed and how you became involved? Well, Peter and I uh, started working on the play The Audience, and uh, Peter and I have been part of the same circle for a long time, and um, we've always been trying to work together. And then we I'm not in your circle. It's so true. And then we uh, did... Uh, well, I mean... And then we did uh, the play, and then we decided we wanted to continue working together. So, and it's been uh, a fantastic... Um, <laughs> no, it's been lovely. It's been lovely. It's been lovely. It's been, it's been it has lovely. been lovely. It's been lovely, and we've had a fantastic working relationship on the play, and then we've continued to work on this, and it's also been lovely. Um, so, uh, and we assume, I assume, I mean, I don't know, Peter, this is a good thing, you, we, we should talk about this, actually, while we're talking about it. We can have fun. Oh, yeah, I mean, what better for yeah. I mean, I'm assuming we'll carry on. I mean, you've, you've written two seasons. Do you think you're going to carry on? I mean, the story is, end, I mean, the story carries on. Well, because they, they live forever, you mean. Well, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, well it yeah. can go on for it, depending on the country. She's sitting there the going, monarchy, I'll but... squeeze a tenth season out of this yet. <laughs> 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 uh, but we talk about it all the time. Do you, 
I mean, we've, we, we are in season two. Mm. Do you imagine that you'll go into three? I mean, I want you to. You know what I want you to, because I find it endlessly fascinating. Is it, it's not just a story of the royal family. It's a story of, 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 of who we are, why we're here, and what we dream of, mm. in a way. I mean, that's why I find it amazingly interesting. It's a story of our nation. Well, I think it is a, is a fair question to ask. You've been steeped in this, some of these characters for several years now. Why would you want to keep going with it? Do you, do you feel... <laughs> that seems a much more sensible way. <laughs> if you don't mind me saying... I, I, I mean, is, is, is it a source of never-ending interest to you? I, uh, uh, the, the, I mean, I, there is something slightly shameful about saying that you write about these people, but it, I don't mean it that way. It's like... Because, but then when I get into it, um, because, because, who, because who she is, and I suppose who I am, there's so little... You know, you wouldn't, as a dramatist, you wouldn't necessarily choose her as the centerpiece of a, you know, you'd choose Tony Soprano. You would, because he, he has violence and mood swings and he's a front foot character and, and, and he's decisive and, and, and mm. you can pretty much take him in any direction and it feels plausible. And, and uh, she's not necessarily, you know, who I would choose as a protagonist. But the predicament she finds herself in, and in fact, the more, I, the more I dug into it, the more writing about a woman became interesting for me, and, and writing about a woman who necessarily becomes two women. Mm. And, and the, the effect that this extraordinary, you know, and I do think of it as a burden, has on them. Mm. And, and, and that whichever point of the second half of the 20th century you dip into, Either they're making a complete mess of things, or the politicians are making a complete mess of things. Most they're of the sort politicians. Of, <laughs> they're sort of pulling themselves in and out of, of you know, of, of, of pitfalls, and, mm. and and um, and there's something so spectacularly illogical about the British Constitution that it that it becomes quite romantic. And I think I can write about it because I'm so German. Yeah, do you, do you think yourself as an English person? No. You, you do think yourself as a German? Like, well, do you really? What? Do you have a German passport? No, <laughs> no, because my parents were both refugees. No, they are. We're not onto this now. No, no, yeah, no. <laughs> Your parents come from Poland, is that right? No, no. <laughs> I mean, just by the way. Yeah, just by the way. But I suppose given the context, everyone here is an outsider looking in. I mean, part of what makes it interesting is that these are these people who are incredibly famous, as famous as anyone, and yet, when the doors are shut, we don't know what's going on. Well, I wonder. I mean, one question is, how do you, how do you dramatise things that haven't been written down, the behind closed doors? Well, stuff? Where do we, you come we up do. Peter must talk about this, but we do have the most amazing research team yeah. in the world, and we really do. I mean, you should talk about this. I mean, it's fascinating. Is we, I have my research, you have yours, and the actors have theirs, and and it's, it works as a sort of group, as a team effort. So that every circumstance that you can possibly imagine that we dramatise, even the most the things that I bet you think are created by the director. I bet there's sequences in there or moments in, the, in what yeah. you just watched that you imagine are directorial flourishes. Like, I'll give you an example. So, um, I know. So she's at treetops and then an eagle comes on her, on, her, on her balcony the moment her father died. This is a documented moment. I mean, it actually happened. An eagle turned up on her balcony. It's documented by many different people. Or... The thing that I've always found incredibly fascinating was that when she was leaving Sagana Lodge in Kenya to come back to England, that, that for some unknown reason, the Maasai had, uh, had known, somehow the communication had happened, that the tribes knew that she had become queen and to honour her had gathered at the roadside to give um, 
homage to the new queen. And it was such a strange, and even the man that kisses the feet is, this is all true. Mm. This actually And the photographers, imagine the photographers laid down their cameras mm. as she, in the, in the moment when she made her first public appearance as queen, they put their cameras down, sort of like surrendering their rifles. And it's just all that detail, the detail of actually what happened to this extraordinary, well, this ordinary woman in an extraordinary circumstance is endlessly fascinating to us. And the more you dig into the circumstances, of course, it is an interpretation of those events. It's bound to be an interpretation. We're, we're not trying to make a documentary. We're artists interpreting it. But it's the facts themselves are, are phenomenally uh, interesting. So could you give us an example from the episodes we've seen of where you were forced to... Well, not necessarily forced, but where you chose to join the dots and, and what you can... Well, the, a good example is... Um, if I may be so bold as to jump in, the good example would be uh, at the very end of the episode you just saw, um, the, she was, the Queen did go to Sandringham. They, the, she went back. She elected not to see the body of her father. Mm. Okay, so Princess Margaret did see the body of her father dead. The Queen did not. And, of course, you can go, well, okay, mm, I'm, so, I'm going, mm, okay. I, go, well, I think she needs to see the body. <laughs> of course she wanted to see the body. I know she didn't. Yeah. It's documented she did not see the body of her father. I think that it would be more dramatically interesting if she went into the bedroom and saw her father. Um, so I'm a very... We're all incredibly... Did that come in at script stage? Sorry to interrupt, but was that... Is that yes, we discussed it. And yeah. it's all, everything is a moment of discussion about where we depart from absolute reality and where... Um, where we want to heighten the drama, and emotionally, I felt that she wanted to see the, even if it's not literally literal truth. He he will frequently ring me up. Well, I'll write an episode, <laughs> and then he will ring me up. Have it, uh, first of all to go back to the research thing. Mm. I mean, it's common on a, a commonplace on a show like this, I think, to have a writer's room, yeah. and um, we, we don't really have a writer's room, but no, we, we do have a researcher's room. Mm. And so I have, I think we have seven or eight people working full time in the research. And so what will happen is I will ask them to do this and that and find this or that as I'm writing it. And I will map out at the same time what I think an approximate structure is for, for the episode or for the, or for the season or for the story or whatever it is. And so they are constantly feeding back at me while I'm writing the thing. And then when I've written the script and given it to, in this case, Stephen, he will then kidnap them <laughs> in, in small pockets. And he will then ring me up and go, oh, you missed something. Um, sort of quite, hey, quite triumphantly. But I got a good one today. I didn't realize, because we're in the second season, so the, the Queen, as you probably know, is a very famous impersonator. Do you know I mean? She does impersonations of everybody she sees, and she's very good at this. But I didn't know that Jackie Kennedy had a very good impersonation of the Queen. Oh, no, that's good. She used to do her, one of her which party tricks. Of which she'll do at the dinner now. One of her party tricks was doing the impersonation. She used to do the voice and everything. And I only read that in a book, you know, these obscure books that you read of people's... Um, but what, versions what, of events. One of the big pushes and pulls we had in mm. episode two, for example, was that Stephen was really turned on because you can't tell what will turn each director on. And, <laughs> and, and what happens is you write an episode 
And then they go, oh, it's marvellous, mar but I love this bit. And for yeah. some reason, because that's something that happened in their childhood or whatever it is, this particular <laughs> thing <laughs> absolutely really matters to them. And you sort of try and patiently, politely tell them it's no more important than the other, actually significantly more important. The bit that really, really <laughs> turned him on was how long it took the news to get to her in Sagana. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I'm so glad that was what you chose. It really turned him on. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were, no, we... we there were, <laughs> no, 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 we won't. And, uh, and, and so, we, so then, actually, the whole detail of... And it drives me mad. I would try and not have meetings with Stephen. I would hear that. <laughs> so Suzanne would ring me up and say, Stephen really wants to talk to you about the section in... I know which section. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then he would come and he would go, would you like me to take you through exactly how it happened? And he would tell me how, with absolute excitement in his face, the, story, the beat of how the phone call first went to the governor, and then it went to the this, and it went to that, and it didn't get to her, and then it counted her. And... Actually, it is, of course, interesting, you know, uh, and, and so we did it, and that is exactly how it happened. In fact, we may even have mi missed some bits out, mm. um, which were... We shot, but we decided it was just so long. But in the end... The news getting to her was yeah. so complicated, and, and that is really all documented. So, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, real life makes being a writer mm. a nightmare because you, you wouldn't have killed Jared Harris off like that. And, I mean, he was just, he's but fabulous, cast. right? And let's just talk about yeah. Jared. Uh, and but also, just while we're talking about the actors, I mean, one of the great joys for me, you know, when we cast it, but I don't think we quite knew this. I mean, we'd all appreciated Claire Foy in the various mm. shows that she'd done, but it now suddenly seems that Claire Foy has become the leading actress of her generation. I mean, it's just suddenly she's gone into this sort of extraordinary... Um, realm of, of, I mean, I don't know what you feel, but I mean, we all are in awe of Claire Foy at the moment, being the Queen. I mean, just as, as a company of actors and a company of directors, it's just like it's an extraordinary performance of being, again, you know, as Peter describes her, the most visible, invisible woman yeah, in the world, quite. but also a woman that you never quite get a grips with. And all the times I've met or spent time with the Queen, it's you, you sort of. You sort of know her and you don't know her. You get to know, you think you're getting somewhere and then you, there's this other world that you have no access to. Mm. And I think Claire does this extraordinary tightrope walk yeah. of, of uh, balance between giving you access and not giving you yeah. access. And it's sort of an extraordinary performance. And Suzanne Mackey, because Claire Foy, I mean, after she'd been cast, the mm. timing wasn't ideal. Can you tell us a little bit about oh God, the things she had to go through no, shooting? She was, she was pregnant when we auditioned That's her. That's right. So, I mean, heavily pregnant. So by the time we went into principal photography, in fact, we started, it was a very inauspicious start, which none of us would have necessarily foreseen, in Scotland for Balmoral. And we, of course, like all the many challenges we faced, we, you know, you try and create an authentic world. So we started at Elstree and we realised we needed bigger rooms with scale and depth and corridors and halls. And all those challenges present producers and writers and directors, but actually starting in Scotland was very necessary. And Claire had just given birth, just given birth. And although we started in the summer, it was horrendously windy and um, uh, visceral. The weather was awful. And we had all sorts of challenges with them up the hill with Eden and Margaret. And, 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 and poor thing, she was just trying desperately to adapt to this sudden shock of being on set in a very, very challenging location, beautiful but challenging location, with a newborn baby um, playing the Queen of England, or rather at that stage the princess. But uh, 
yeah, but she was, you know, stoical and brilliant and, you know, professional. And we have, and Peter said this recently, and it's so true, we're gifted with a cast who are not only very, very good, but they're also incredibly nice. We've not had tantrums oh, or difficulties or, you know, or, or, you know, this is such a demand. Claire's in so much of, of this, carries so much of this. But and she's a delight. Great, the other great advantage that we did, which is, is down to you and Andy, is that we... We've sort of taken over half of L Street. Yeah. And L Street, I mean, I'm a theatre person essentially, but what's great about L Street is it feels like an old rep company. Yeah. Do you mean that you're, everyone's there, the props and the costumes yeah. and the actors, yeah. and it sort of feels like a, a way in which everyone's working together all yeah. the time. It yeah. feels very yeah. old-fashioned and wonderful that everybody is sort of uh, coming out of the same place. And yet there was a very critical moment very early on in production where I think it was Philip Martin said, we need to go out to more He's locations. One He's yeah. one of the, yeah, and he started the, the first block, in fact. But talking about Philip Martin and me and Ben and Julian, uh, have we been, for you as a producer, have we been difficult directors? No. No, no. I always think I'm incredibly no. difficult. Am no. I very demanding? And also, you've been a, a brilliant a executive producer, which often executive producer <laughs> titles and credits get... You've Quite all been awful. Arbitrarily, <laughs> arbitrarily given to directors or writers, and you think, well, hang on. But actually, you have been incredibly supportive. So, um, but I'm also aware that you know, when we're in, you know, we talk about this all the time. When we're, when we're in post-production, it's like I've said to you, you know, oh, you know, in the first episode that you saw, you know, like. Oh, we really need the train. Yeah, we need. I, to, I want the train yeah. to sound again. Oh God, that train! Now the train sound is going to cost yeah, whatever but... it costs, you know, two hundred k or something. It's an expensive train. Yeah, but it's beautiful. <laughs> and then you go, can we have the train? Yeah. And you, is that right? And you, go, and you sort of go, yeah, okay, if you want the train. Well, no, I mean, there's, there there are many, <laughs> many very difficult discussions backstage that where people would say, I really don't think Stephen can have the train. I just don't think... <laughs> or, or Philip Martin, you can't have three horses galloping down the, yeah. the, the beach. I remember that so clearly. Can you have one? And he said, no, there's no point doing it. Three is the right number of horses. And there were people going, oh, for God's sake, please just give up on your bloody horses. And you know what? He said, I bet you that'll end up being in the trailer. And he was right. Yeah. And he was right. It's and that train, train going across the moment of the eulogy is sort of blissful. Yeah. It brings you back to a certain, I don't know, British, I don't know what it does, but every time I see that train going across the horizon, I get very... You think of the money that's puffing, yeah. out. <laughs> puffing out of the... <laughs> cash, 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 are the numbers, such as they've been bandied around, are they significant in terms of writers and, and filmmakers? This is a BAFTA gang, so they will know that no writer has ever been told the truth about money, ever. <laughs> and, uh, but um, uh, I, think, I think when I read it, I sort of think that doesn't describe the experience we were having. And it is a, it, whatever sums of money we did get, and, Actually, the only person who knows isn't here. Yeah. He's in Marrakesh. <laughs> so that may be the answer. Yeah, um, he's spending it. 
um, it, I, I, I do sometimes read all these sums, and I think that's absolute nonsense because it's across two seasons. So whatever sum of money you, you may read, or you at least have to halve it. But let's just talk about this, because it's really interesting. That, that the thing we're discussing at the moment about uh, an episode in season two, which I think is really important, I know you do, and Suzanne might be able to chip in, is that we have a scene where Jackie Kennedy comes mm. to see the Queen. And we think it's quite important. And I can't find another way of really showing this, is, is the expanse and scale of Air Force One yeah. in comparison to the British Comet. To me, just the, the, just the feeling of what that plane was in comparison to Britain at the time. So Peter and I are quite vigorously hanging on to the idea that we have to build Air Force One. And it's, it, it's <laughs> I know. You say, oh, can't they just do it in an airport? <laughs> you go, not, not the you. No, no, I know. But you sort of go, well, you, you want, if you don't have that Kubrick feel of this extraordinary airplane in 1962 coming to England, if you don't get this spaceship coming with Jackie Kennedy on, that feels to me incredibly but, I mean, important. I, is this not, so aren't we straying somewhat into, is television becoming cinema yeah. and is cinema becoming something yeah, else? Exactly and, right. and, and how do we do long form storytelling? And, and to be honest with you, whenever I read about what sums are, are being quoted, I think, forget that. If you project 10 years into the future, um, it, if you think 10 years back, mm. where we were in terms of broadcasters and, and the way in which we consumed programs and so forth, if you project 10 years into the future, I think, it's gonna, it's, it, I think we'll be talking about television shows being made for three, four, five hundred thousand. I think that the Bonds, the Bournes, the, the Star Wars, they will all have television versions of themselves. And I think um, it, that's not to say for a minute, not for a minute, that theatrical experience is dead. But I do think that, you know, people, just the appetite for storytelling and the appetite for greater depth and the and the you know uh, and the ability to watch how you want and when you want uh, and and surely Pete, do you not feel that the, there's something really fascinating about getting rid of the 1900 minute straitjacket of, of a, I, I, I'm that's what yeah. I'm enjoying at yeah. the moment getting rid of 100 minutes I, of it was definitely a big component <laughs> in um, in the decision to do it with Netflix because because partly because I'd written a you know, similar, you know, I'd written about this woman before mm. and, and, and her court and her and, and prime ministers. And there's something about Netflix that made it feel modern and progressive. And that galvanized me in my storytelling and made me excited to go back to, to this material because I felt that I was doing it at the same time as I was moving forwards with, you know, I felt somehow that even though I was writing about something in the past, I was somehow at, at some level on the cutting edge. Mm. Of, of where we were going, and, and I was uncertain. And I have to be honest with you, even if I do con continue with this, I imagine that the way in which we'll be watching seasons further down the road will be very different to the way in which we're watching yeah, this. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and I, I, it's, it's almost, I'm too unimaginative to be able to project where we'll be with watching television in five or ten years' time. But I just want to say one thing about Netflix, because mm. people, people ask us about Netflix all the time, ask me about Netflix all the time. <clears throat> What's the advantage of working on Netflix or anyone else? And I've got to say, I won't say, who, I won't say who in Netflix said this, but one of the great things about Netflix is, and they said it last week, which I thought was really interesting, they said, 
I said, how do you feel about the show? And, and are you happy with the show? And they said, well, yeah. the best thing about the show is we said yes and got out of the way. Yeah. Yes okay. and got out of the way. And it's such an unusual experience for, for the creators of a show to say that the, the people are paying for it to say yes and go. And yeah, and, that and we yeah. do it. And there's yet no we... executive, there's no people yeah. going, oh, I don't know about, it. should she be wearing blue? And what's that no. handbag? And, and yeah. Yet... None of that. And yet yes, we, talk, and get out the way. we talk to them without fail once a week, though, Andy and I. Whether, whether, even if we're on holiday, it's like Netflix call, we do it once a week without fail, and we sort of made that pledge to each other. And as a result, the lines of communication are fantastic. And yes, they don't interfere, they don't give us And In fact, if they ever give us a note, we were like, oh, yeah, no, we're already onto that one. But we're they're, there, we're they're so enthusiastic yeah, and so great. easy to work with. Yep, it's been great. And great for the, the people that make the show to not have not have a producerial arm within the, the funding body that is in any way trying to be editorial or nope. trying to tell you what it's to brilliant. do or having a point of view. Just saying, keep going and we're, we're loving what you're doing. And it's, it's, a, it's a freedom. Yeah. And on that note. And on that note, look, thank you so much for coming out and thank you for sharing. And thank you for all of our fans.